0: Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I am, of course, your host Sherman. Today is Wednesday, December fifteenth, twenty twenty-one, and this is episode one hundred and eighty-nine. I hope everyone is having a nice holiday season so far, and you're just as excited as I am for this amazing interview. Episode one hundred and eighty-nine features the incredibly talented DJ producer Yannika Ten. Janneke and I have actually been trying to line this up for a while and I'm so glad we finally got a chance to get her full story. In episode 189 we got it all in and started by talking about her journey into music. Janneke was born and raised on an island off the coast of Estonia and eventually was exposed to drum and bass music in her early teens. She moved to London at the age of 17 and found herself becoming more and more immersed in the dance music scene in the UK as a DJ and a producer. In 2009, she released her first track, Make This Groove, on CR2 Records, a globally recognized label now today, and she hasn't looked back since. Now, Of course, we talked about the Yannicka 10 discography. Since Yannicka's first release, she has produced a wide variety of genres including deep house, tech house, tribal and afro, and even disco. Her unique ability to fuse genres together has helped her create tracks like Satisfy with Todd Terry via in-house records, Shrooms with Vanilla Ace via Race Records, the After Hour EP via Hood Politics Records, and Reach the Tribe via Flamingo Records. We went deep on each release and talked about the inspiration and story behind how they all came together. We also had a great conversation on social media and how it's a double-edged sword in today's music world. Yanica's first release was in 2009, and she has firsthand seen how much social media has changed the way artists share their music and build their followings. We discussed that although social media provides artists a platform to grow, it also comes with a multitude of expectations and tasks that musicians must adhere to. Love this portion of the interview. I've been dropping Yanica 10 tracks for years now, and it was such a blast connecting with her. She's truly awesome. Make sure to keep your eye on her in 2022, she's got 20 tracks in the bag that are dying to see the light of day. Let's get into it right now so you guys can hear her story for yourselves. This is episode 189 with Yannicka Ten. Hello, hello ladies and gentlemen and Merry Christmas from Chicago, Illinois. I gotta say before we even jump into this interview, Yannicka had me remodel the place and it looks pretty damn good. So thank you so much, miss, I appreciate that.
1: Welcome, welcome. And thank you for having me. Thank you for having me here because we've been like, what, trying to make it happen like for, for a while now. So
0: yeah. It's yeah, great. the
1: time difference, time difference and everything, you know, like right now, it's not like I'm even at home. I'm in London in a hotel, you know, like last minute position again, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, just coming and producing music with the legendary Todd Terry. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he booked that
1: hopefully he has booked the studio like he promised yeah that is true
0: (laughs) todd will come through i just was i just had roland clark on the show who's uh they're longtime friends and uh, yeah yeah, he was talking about his relationship with todd and todd sounds just like such like an interesting wild talented guy just like a jack of all trades
1: it is he's he's very he's very he's very cool too yeah like very easygoing you know can get a hold with everyone basically
0: for sure. Yeah. He strikes so, me as that type of guy. I got to have him on too. Todd, I'm coming for you. You better watch out. You got a DM coming soon from me.
1: A hundred percent. I'm sure he will accept.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll sure. tell him I had Roland and Yanica on and he's going to say, well, why didn't you ask me first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me get my story out first.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to get your full story today. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. Again, Yannicka, thank you so much for taking the time. Personal level, massive fan. I've had some of your tracks for years now, um, including right now, which is honestly a staple in my track or in all my sets. If I'm playing house, what label was that on again? Audio rehab, free your mind. Yeah. Yes. That is one of the best tech house EPs that I've ever heard straight up. I know again, you're not going to be able to take all the compliments I'm going to dish out, but I love that EP.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, great. Yeah. I mean, I, I really appreciate Audio Rehab, actually, because they do take a lot of uh, new talent in, actually, they, the, so they they actually do listen to music rather than look at your social media and, and all that. So yeah. I do really appreciate that about that label, which is which is very good. So Mark, Mark, who is the label owner, like he's he's very cool. So it's I recommend, mark. yeah, I recommend anyone like who wants to look into it and Audio Rehab is definitely your place. Because yeah. it's, proper, it's proper underground tech house in my mind. It is So proper. that's why I love, you know, like this dark stuff, you know.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you. that's not the only good re- label you've released on. And we're going to get into your music and some of your biggest hits and the stories behind them. But we're here to get the full story today. And before we, we start with when you were growing up and music came into your life, you are one of the most interesting people to watch on Instagram because of all the places you travel to. Like constantly... On to the next place: tropical, freezing cold. I get a little bit of everything when you follow uh, your Instagram. I want to know, over the past year, where's the your favorite place that you visited?
1: Past year? I mean, right? We are in what December now?
0: Yeah, so, so I guess it could be 2020 through this year, really. When I whatever whatever comes to mind.
1: No, I guess you you saw me me being in Mauritius, isn't it? I was in Mauritius for five yeah, months. All
0: those giant bugs. Is that where you were? <laughs> <laughs> you just took a casual picture of the world's largest grasshopper and I jumped out of my skin and you were like this is beautiful and I'm like no
1: oh, it was beautiful but but that was in South Africa though
0: that was in South Africa okay that yeah. was the largest bug ever I could not it
1: was that. so cool and needed the way it was eating the leaf oh my god that was like wow it was and it was the leaf it was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, whoa, like wow, that is so quick. Even I can't eat it so quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't big. Come on. It was like, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh no, that was in South Africa, and that was like a few weeks ago. That right?
0: Looked, that looks beautiful.
1: South Africa is really cool as well. Like I, I love it. But I do have like a soft spot for Mauritius, so that's why I was there. I was there for five months. I went there last year, like a year ago, December, and I stayed for five months. I mean I was planning to be three months but then our lockdowns and everything happened as well and I ended up staying longer and I I was it was lockdown there actually so I was staying indoors for one month in this beautiful country and you couldn't go out that's how crazy the rules were there
0: you couldn't even go outside
1: no no you, you were only able to go to a shop like to get some food but you will have police everywhere stopping you like asking you like which day like if, if it's your day to go out basically
0: Oh, I heard about that like in in Spain, all Europe, they were really really pretty crazy about it. Very I mean, strict,
1: yeah, very strict.
0: How, wait, so so was, what were, you were, were you like staying in like a hostel or like a temporary stay there?
1: Yeah, I was staying in my friend's place in a flat. Oh, place. nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, otherwise it was good, but me staying indoors, I can't handle that. Like I love my nature and all that, you know. That's why yeah. I went in the beginning like to do lots of hikes and get the sunshine and all that, but for sure. And I could do a few live sets from there, you know, these mountains and everything, like everything was set up and then bang, like lockdown today, now, like it was like no warning or anything. It's like, it happened so fast, very fast.
0: Dang, that's crazy.
1: And then eventually, eventually I got out because I was like, no, I'm not going to wait till uh, the lockdown is going to finish because thank God I didn't do it because it went on for another six, seven months. And it hasn't been the same there ever since. So
0: how many people live there? It's an island, right?
1: It's actually the same amount of people that is in Estonia. So I think 1.3 million. Wow. Something like that, same amount. But obviously the island is much more smaller. Like yeah. much more smaller.
0: Oh, so that's probably why they're crazy, because it was just everybody's compact right next to each other.
1: Kind of thing, but I don't I don't feel like that. It's like that there. Yeah. <laughs> You don't see, see that people are being packed. I don't know where they live. Like, they must be... <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but... They're you know, underground.
0: You, they're in the water somewhere.
1: Yeah, you don't feel like it's, like, packed like that because you drive around. There's plenty of, you know, nature and, and all that. So, I don't know where all these people are because, like I said, I am uh, from an island myself in Estonia, which is the biggest island in Estonia called Sarama, and that's the same size as Mauritius, actually.
0: Wow. And we have...
1: And we have, I think, in in, uh, in Sarema, I think we have like 50,000 people living there.
0: So, so you're from an island off the coast of Estonia?
1: Yes. There's lots of yeah. islands in Estonia, like a lot of islands. And I am from the biggest island, which is called Sarema. How do you spell it? Sarema.
0: Sarema? That was S- bad. Hold on. Me... S
1: double A, R, double E. No, okay. Sarema, M and double A. Sarema.
0: Sarema. How was that? Better?
1: Yeah, it's too complicated, you know. Too complicated. I mean, hey,
0: I, I told you I want to learn about Estonia today, so we got to start oh. with the actual city you're from.
1: But, but you know the capital, right? Tallinn.
0: Yes. What I mean, super famous place for lots of different reasons. I've, I remember hearing about that city. Uh, I'm trying to remember when I was learning about European history. Really? Yeah, for sure, definitely.
1: It's because it's so small, like nobody, nobody really knows about it, like. I just had a situation in South Africa trying to get back. And it's like, in the beginning, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you all said to go. And then suddenly, suddenly they say, oh, no, no. You can't travel uh, to two countries in, in Germany. What? Uh, it's like, you can't enter twice to Germany. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Like, never book it like twice again, you know, like never book it like that again. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't understand anything what they're saying. Like, why are they even saying it? It's like we're gonna do you a favor right now, we're just gonna rebook your flight. So you only fly from Frankfurt to Tallinn because you can't do the other fa- the other flight. I was like, okay, like and we're doing you a favor, you know, and all that. And you listen to these people and it was like yeah. you think, okay, they they must know what they're talking about. So and it it was like already so late as well, so I didn't have time to argue or anything. Yeah. Uh, but but basically in their mind, Estonia was not in Europe, so I don't know where they were thinking that Estonia is. <laughs>
0: Was this what airline was this?
1: That was uh, well I was in, uh, in Johannesburg uh, Lufthansa.
0: Lufthansa bastards.
1: Ah uh, yeah, it was it was very weird experience. but eventually, when I got into Frankfurt, mm-hmm. I had another issue there uh, because I was trying to change my flight back to my original one because the reason why I booked these two flights connections because it was quicker to go back home. Yeah. Rather than wait six hours what they given me, mm. wait six hours in the airport and go then to Estonia, basically. I was not happy about it. So I was like determined to change my flight back to my normal one. I was like, why can I not travel? You know, I'm yes. in Europe. I have a European passport. So what's the issue, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, eventually, eventually five minutes before the flight uh, was taking off, I was able to change it.
0: Five minutes before the flight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Five minutes before, I, but that means my bag was not coming with me. <laughs> so and I got my bag delivered uh, next day, actually, which was very quick, to be honest, right?
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, they they delivered to my house even, so I didn't have to go and pick it up myself or anything. It was delivered next day.
0: Gosh, it, that can be so stressful, like any sort of airline mishaps. I mean, it's pretty incredible just the, how the whole industry functions like as a whole. But for sure. Things that can go wrong go very, very wrong when they do.
1: Yeah, no. That that was a very interesting experience for me, especially they saying to me you can't enter twice and all that. Like <laughs> I've never had that before. I've traveled a lot as, as you as you said. I yeah. traveled so much and it's like this is the first time ever something like that happened to me.
0: Gosh. I'm sorry, yeah, we well, made it. You're I, safe here. You're now you're good. We
1: made it in the end. Yeah, it was made it in the end. That's why, <laughs> that's why having drinks right now still cheers by the way
0: cheers love it so i want to hear more about where you grew up like what what was it actually like i mean was was music always a part of your life early on like what's the actual culture there
1: i depending on the family i guess but i would say uh, in our family it was not actually a big thing at all the music i mean my grandmother she was more into music and stuff Mm-hmm. She was playing a few instruments here and there, but okay. apart from like my parents, no music whatsoever. They don't even, they don't like music. <laughs> how crazy <laughs> is that? <laughs> they don't even like. They don't even that. like music, basically. You know. <laughs> and
0: honestly, their daughter became a tech house producer. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
1: yeah, even even I don't even realize how that actually happened. Like, <laughs> it's not like it was very. I always had passion for music because we we uh, grew up quite, you know, in a in a countryside in a farm, right? Where there's okay. nothing happening there. There was nothing happening there apart from animals and nature and, I mean, and all that. Like
0: you're literally on an island off the coast of a Baltic country, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and
1: then plus living in that island, we were also like more further away basically
0: yeah. from the
1: town and everything. Uh and yeah, like we got the tv basically that's how it started we got a tv eventually
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and they got all these channels like mtv and all that yeah and i i i found out M- about mtv basically wow then, wow all these all these uh tracks and everything like was coming on like i was like so amazed uh because in the in the school uh we would have obviously a music class but it was nothing like I was not interested in there because the teacher was actually very boring. It was like she she only cared about the persons who could sing at that time. Oh. So they were not teaching for anything like either come here, sing uh, free words. Like if you have the voice or not, then you can go basically and that's it.
0: <laughs> that sounds terrible.
1: It was it was terrible. I didn't like it at all. Like, can you believe like there was a music class and I didn't like it? That was like, <laughs> yeah, that was the only class I didn't like in the school. Like It's so weird.
0: And now this is literally your passion and your career.
1: I mean, yeah, it was not my plan to become a DJ or, or a producer, I guess. it just like happened. It happened. Like, I don't know. It's so weirdly like when I moved to London, mm-hmm. that's when actually it changed. when did you move
0: to London then? How old were you?
1: Came first to London when I was 17.
0: Oh, geez.
1: So quite long time ago, I guess.
0: Yeah. Was is that common? Like, I mean, London's obviously a massive city, but it's
1: not very common. It yeah. Very common. I, I came to visit some of my friends, some of my drum and bass friends, you know, because I used to be oh. into not, I used to be not into house music or, or didn't know anything about it because no one really listened back then in Estonia. Mm. So I had all the people into drum and bass, basically.
0: Wow. I love in drum and bass. Beginning. Drum and bass is coming back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do love drum and bass. So in the beginning, I was not into it as well. I hated that music. Honestly, I hated. it. I was like about 14 and I was like, what are you guys listening to? This is ridiculous. You know, like, like how can you listen to it every day? Like it was on every day from the morning till the evening. And eventually, (laughs) they said to me eventually, like, don't worry, you will get it. It will be like a drug, you know, like you won't get, you know, you can't get off of it. Once you're going to start liking it and then that's it, you're hooked basically.
0: That's the truth.
1: It is, and it was actually like I think it took me a month listening it every day because they had it in the background all the time, like yeah. Or parties are happening all the time, and eventually it did. It was like a drug, basically. You couldn't, <laughs> you had to have it more.
0: It's true. Yeah, it, you kind of have to. It kind of has to be force fed to you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I know I know a lot of people here in in the U.S. House music is really big right now. It's been growing, obviously, but people say i don't like house music i'd be like well have you been to a live show have you ever like really experienced the the true environment or has someone just shown you a song on their airpod or like on their phone it's like well yeah i've actually never been to a show it's like well i'm gonna make you go and you're gonna come and you're gonna stay the whole time and you're Mm. gonna heed my advice and then they're like oh yeah this is so awesome you're right
1: it is it is i miss it i haven't been to a trauma-based party in ages actually to be honest uh, i do want to go but like in estonia i guess it's not happening i need to come back to london isn't it yeah <laughs> no yeah. i can go next weekend i'm here next weekend that i need to hook up with my boys you know
0: yeah At <laughs> the underground club baby
1: hmm definitely okay I'm actually thinking that maybe I should do a track with some of the old legends, actually, from the drum and bass.
0: You should.
1: Like, I don't know. Like, I I mean, like, I don't want to make like a drum and bass track. But what I mean, like, maybe they can input a little bit something towards like uh, my house style.
0: I mean, drum and bass has so many incredible layers of percussion that you could definitely fuse together with a four on the floor style yeah. track that would be awesome
1: maybe get like an mc2 like puts a few few vocals in
0: get some of those garage guys up there where you're at right now that would be that would be awesome
1: yeah know this, uh, this is something in my mind yeah i need to look into it
0: okay well, we've inspired you today i'm happy about that yeah excellent we're, we're already off to a great start here <laughs> <laughs> okay so 17 you move to london obviously you're exposed to a whole new type of culture as a, as a as a whole and also within the actual music realm do you remember like when you first started seeing djs like were you like i think i want to be a dj or was it just something you were doing for fun
1: yeah it was it, it happened in estonia when i was 14 actually uh so i was hanging out with these uh, friends of mine who actually was organizing parties all the time and mm-hmm. having djs over and djs over from england actually as well yeah um and I was just looking and looking all the time and then I was in one party and then this one of my friends said to me like oh why don't you come and try to DJ just for fun you know just do it for fun you know see what you think of it and all that and I went on and apparently uh I don't remember that part myself so much to be honest because I was, like I said I was so young but
0: yeah
1: but they were all commenting like look all your uh transactions between the songs they're like they're working you know and that was trauma and bass we were making trauma and bass that time we're working <laughs> and going I was like you should be a dj you know
0: yeah yeah uh, you
1: know, I didn't take it like anything like oh yeah I'm gonna be a dj now but yeah, yeah, yeah. because everyone were doing these uh trauma and bass events like you you I was just in there all the time isn't it and then just eventually it just kind of hooked me like okay let me just try this and just for fun I was just doing really for fun I wasn't like taking it seriously at that time yeah. at all but eventually like oh come and play here now and come come and play in that place it's just it was a small things but that's how it kind of started it started really with drum and bass with me which is so weird to think about
0: yeah but I mean it's, it's a part of your journey and you know what Janica, you're not the first person to have mentioned they started in drum and bass and found their way into house and techno I know a lot of people who also love like heavy rock and roll and also mm. found their way into house and techno and I don't know what the reason is. I don't think we'll ever know. But it's obviously just like putting yourself in a situation where you're exposed to a new type of music, which really, I think, opens up your mind entirely to what you can produce, what you might enjoy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I wonder. I don't know what it is for other people, but I, I kind of know why I left the and Bay scene myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not sure why I left, but because when I came to London... I was introduced to obviously a new bunch of people the all this new house music and everything and like um at that time like i have a, i had a friend working on a label and he was obviously giving me lots of music with house and stuff and i was like whoa some of the stuff is really cool
0: yeah
1: and, and actually that's how it started like one of the tracks uh with todd terry actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i listened first and uh, i think it was with tara McDonald, you know singer yeah yeah oh yeah and then I was like wow this is sounds really cool like I love all that it was more like a funky house kind of vibe I would say like not not so nothing tech house that time at all right yeah I don't think tech house was that much a present that time no
0: it really it came on I mean it was more uh, commercialized and I just had a bigger name behind it probably in the early 2000s, not 2000s, but like 2010s and 2011, sort of Mm. as like the dance music boom was really happening on a global scale, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's how I kind of like, look, I love this sound so much and like, I don't know, I had so many tracks obviously, like I just kept uh, receiving so many of these promos and everything uh, Mm. and I'm just trying to think how I actually got into like production, because it's all sounded so, um so interesting to me how all the all of these people are making it basically because I was honestly hearing it so many. Yeah. And then I think there was some, uh, some guys in the studio uh, on that label, which was CR2 label.
0: Yeah. That was your first release, I think, in 2009, Make This Groove. Well, let's check out Yannicka Ten's first release right now. This one's called Make This Groove off CR2 Records. Looking for the power I needed something to amend. exactly you remember that one
1: i remember that one we were in the studio at cr2 studios actually as well
0: pretty damn uh, cool cr2 is one of the most well-known record labels in the world
1: it is now isn't it it's,
0: yeah seriously it's pretty badass i didn't when i saw you would release on cr2 i was like what when was this and i was like 2009 let's go the early days for them
1: yeah that's that's what i mean it was early days and um I don't know, it just happened so, so casually, like we were all in the studio. Oh, yeah, let's get the singer in. And she came in like she was not actually even a singer. She was more like an actress, actually, at that time, you know, and like I told her, like, oh, I want something like that to put in. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that time, I wasn't like a big time producer. I was still like learning a little bit, Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, learning a bit. And like if I listen back right now to that track. <laughs> make this group i mean you like have some
0: <laughs> criticism
1: i mean honestly I've, of course i have like because it's just like sounds so raw and uh your first release well i don't know what you think but it sounds very raw like it's just like a beginner or something totally like but can you believe it it's, it's out on cr2 if you think about it now
0: yeah exactly and i think one thing too and i know you're gonna agree with this where music production like quality has gone from 10 years ago to now <laughs> like I mean, just just the plugins and mastering process and the, you know, the availability just to make tracks sound so much better to work with other people. It's mm-hmm. easier to do that from what I've when I've learned from people who started around when you did. So I mean, it's something to be proud, honestly, and humble about. I don't think it's that bad. It definitely it sounds like an old track. You know what I mean? It's, a it's not that it's like a it's not that it's like it doesn't sound good it just sounds like it it, ha- it hasn't been mastered in 2021 you know what i mean is your first I, release I don't K- think,
1: it was Anna not even mastered by sense. anyone it was not mastered even by anyone
0: yeah see, see that's what i'm saying it probably wasn't even mastered you, labels they didn't you just get it out
1: yeah i mean even right now like some of my tracks which are coming out right now it's not like they're all mastered yeah like i just put them out because if you want to get it mastered uh, some of the labels do it themselves right they right. do some sort of master but right um that that's like also like a, a big area like you can get a good master from someone and then you can mm. get a really bad one like I'm struggling True. right now struggling right now trying to get a master done for one of my tracks and I'm not I'm not happy about it
0: yeah
1: they <laughs> keep it's- sending I keep sending and I was like no no this is not happening you need to change that but and that's, that's why I find it a little bit difficult if you're not in the studio with them, because it's it's hard to explain, especially me being English is not my first language. It's actually sometimes very hard for me to explain things.
0: Well, your English, uh, what is, I perfect. Want, maybe. Your English is perfect, if you ask me.
1: Oh, thank you. But yes, uh, it's. I think it's, it's. sometimes it's. it comes away like I can't explain my things very clearly what I want.
0: Totally. And I think. Oh, <clears throat> I think that's something something that's so important to understand about music production is like, it's it's one thing for you to come up with the idea and make the track, right? That's a creative process. And then you try and fine tune it and you're mixing and mastering it yourself. And then you finally find someone who actually can complete that creative process for you, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. still being creative with how they're going to finish this track. So it's like, you got to find someone that knows you, like even on a personal and artistic level, you can't just send it to someone and expect it to be good. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. They have bad masters because they think yeah. this is what I have to do. When sometimes yeah. tracks sound better when they don't when they don't get mastered and then they do by someone who doesn't, you know, like really even care about the song. So
1: mm-hmm. I've had that before. Yeah. Totally. I, I can agree. I've had that before. Like uh, some of my own masters sounds better than what, what they sent back to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly i know and then you're like wow glad i just paid a hundred dollars for this fantastic
1: oh yeah but it's not all not, not all the time so yeah i guess you need to find your person who you can trust actually so it is finding the right person
0: absolutely Or, or yeah. your masters uh,
1: I, unless you are so good that you're gonna master do everything which is also
0: possible it's possible there's not a lot of them out there though
1: Yeah, yeah i'm not there yet so may, maybe i can be i don't know one day I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn more because I feel like this is actually even bigger part of the track actually sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially with your style of music too, like you don't need a million tracks in an actual composition for it to be great. A lot of times with minimal specifically, right? Like people might send a total of 10 stems and it can be just that much and it'll still be perfect. So that's why it's so important to have that really unique creativity levels and not have to worry so much about it sounding perfect when it can always sound perfect, you know, to somebody else. But to you, just get it out. That's how I feel.
1: Totally. No, I agree.
0: So, two thousand nine, you release, make this groove. We love it. Okay, right? Say, yeah. come on, you love it. It's it's a hit. <laughs> Cr <Say> two, <it>. baby. <laughs> make this groove. Let's make this groove. No, yeah.
1: It's...
0: Yeah. There we go. So you you had a little bit of a hi- uh, production hiatus, though. I noticed it looked like from twenty twelve till twenty sixteen were you working on your sound or were you, what was going on at that time? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah, like I said, um, I guess music hasn't been like in my top priority all the time. I, I've always had a day job and you know.
0: Oh yeah, me too. What do you do?
1: Personal life and all that. And like, I guess that has taken over many times uh, mm-hmm. rather than the music. So yeah, that's that's the issue, you know, like I, I get focused on one thing. Like I feel like I can do one thing more like if I have a day job, I focus so much on that. Like I put so much energy on that, you know, like yeah. it's it's been quite demanding and everything. And then yeah. by the time it's evening, you'll be back home. Like, oh yeah, i start producing now. Very often I would not feel to do anything, to be honest. I'll be just so tired, knackered. Then having, you know, dogs as well. <laughs> having like two dogs, you know, you go and walk them, you do some other stuff, you're or you're you're just with your partner and it's just like finding the time, like if you're not single as well, you know, that's like it's just difficult to find a time uh, from day job to actually make music, to be honest because I do have a big social life so which I enjoy and, and also active life. I like to go and be outdoors all the time and yeah it's just yeah, finding uh, finding the balance in between two. and um, eventually at some point I did quit one of my jobs. It might have been, like you said, like t- around 2016, I did quit uh, and and then I started more producing again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even right now I have a day job as well. <laughs> but it's not as hectic as it used to be, basically. So yeah. it does give me a bit more flexibility and time to focus on music now, which I really do want. Uh, because I have so much to give out, you know, I have so much to give out, which I want to do, you know, and need to put effort in basically
0: yeah totally I mean it, it obviously you didn't fall out of love with music or making music during that time you just weren't releasing music
1: yeah no I wasn't uh, no it's uh my tracks are still there probably from that time like I've, I've looked at my track collection right now and I'm like oh my god this track is so old like why is it still in my computer why I haven't put it out you know like the sound is actually going old already you know like you either gonna have to remake it or yeah uh, you know like it's so annoying sometimes you do get pissed off at yourself as like why just don't you just i don't know send it out or put it out as a free download even then or whatever what like why is it in your computer because you have put an effort into it like your your mind has got into it so
0: yeah i love that perspective
1: so it it should actually be out there because you do play it to your friends and they're like oh yeah yeah this is so cool like where can i get it where can i listen to like yeah yeah it's just private in my computer you know (laughs) it's not the way uh, to go forward i guess so yeah
0: that's good if advice. you have
1: tips on that if you have tips on that please do give me
0: i think i think you just gave, gave a great tip though i know a lot of people that will will for lack of a better term they'll hoard their music right and then they'll never release it and i think you put it in a really simple way you put the time into that right and it's it's creative it's fun it's enjoyable but it's still a product that you're creating yeah. And put it out there. You you've done tons of SoundCloud free downloads, and I love that. Like your "This Is America" remix is awesome. You could have easily just like said ah, that's just for me, or I don't know, I'll, I'm, maybe I'll release it. And mm-hmm. I think that's so great too. And it's good for your fans, right? Like the fans want your music. Totally.
1: Honestly. No, We're giving out even like I said, to and you said free downloads and everything, or even if it's not even a download, even if it's just you can listen. It's, it's still there, you know, it's still something you've done, you know, and like you said, oh, you haven't you weren't active in all those time, you know, like, yeah, I should have maybe just put tracks out on my SoundCloud or whatever, What? but it's, yeah, sometimes you, you know, we artists, we do get into some kind of zones uh, of yeah of not liking certain things and, you know, like, yeah, hiding, hiding basically away.
0: Yeah, we're our own harshest critic, that's mm. a fact. It's you. You have to be, and you you also can't be. It's like this fine line of don't put too much pressure on yourself. But when you say that, you're like, I have to be the best I can be. It's miss, It's messed up. I I understand. I I feel the same way.
1: But also, uh, I do feel like now when we get more years are going, basically, 2022 is coming. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the social media and everything. I think I feel like that is putting more pressure on everything. All Absolutely. the the creative side and like it's it's definitely putting more pressure on the mind basically, uh, and it does that to me for some reason. So
0: yeah,
1: I would rather actually have it more um, less pressure basically from social media. You know, like uh yeah. just put it out there and then like the old days basically when that Make This Groove came out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think Instagram was even out when Make This Groove came. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was no pressure that time of anything, but now, now it's more about like, it's, they don't even so much listen about the track. It's more about your socials nowadays, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's a, it's the hard truth. I mean, these days with just social media in general and your, and your presence online, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because it's so easy to compare yourself to, to people that are making it or whatever, you know, but like, that's such a small population and that's why everybody else who's not like that is always trying to compare themselves. So you want to be the best you can be on social media, but also you also are putting yourself in a position where maybe it's not really you. So it's great that you can connect with people all over the world and you can find fans when you wouldn't be able to like the old days, but also now it's like, Oh man, I got to check my DMS. I got to respond to these people. I have to engage. I have to create content. It's a, it's a job. It's like, yeah
1: yeah that's a new job already like it's not it's it's taking you away from uh, the great uh, the music side actually you know like being in the studio thinking about the tracks what you want to make like you're actually more thinking about like oh yeah what i need to post and how often i need to post and like i i'm not into that at all actually like and
0: totally i mean there are so many examples you look at you look at probably the biggest example is fisher he releases like what three four tracks a year Right. Yeah. His brand is his social media presence and his, his shows. Right. So when you use an example like that, it's like 70% social media, 30% music. I think I'm even probably being lenient there. Um, but, and you know, no, no, don't come running for me, Fisher. I'm not making funny. I drop your tracks. I like you, you know, but like, (laughs) that is kind of like the fact. And, And I think a lot of people are like, all I have to do is be like Fisher, but there's only one Fisher. So I don't know. It's, it's imposter syndrome. So I, I resonate with what you're saying there too. I think a lot of people do. But
1: no, we all need to get our own thing, isn't it? Like exactly. It's like you can't follow like uh, with people like oh I want to be like like him or her. You know, like I don't, I don't think it's uh, it's the right way to do it anyway.
0: You can be like- inspired by them, but you have yeah. you have to go your own way. That's the yeah, only you way you. you can make it in the creative fields so if you truly love what you do, because. I mean, I say this a lot on the podcast, Yannicka, but like all that matters to me is that you and I enjoyed this conversation. If other people found value in it, that's awesome. But this is fulfilling for me. And I know like when I'm on my rocking chair and I'm old, I'm going to say I loved that conversation I had with Yannicka about just being yourself on social media and loving what you do, because a lot of times you're your only fan. You'll have people that are your fans, but you're the one that's got to pick yourself up and. And push forward. So if you love what you do, then it's not so much harder to do that than if you're trying to be someone you're not.
1: I agree. I agree totally.
0: Yeah. So it's easy though. Uh, but I want to get back to the music. So go diva 2016. This was your first release back, and it was it was obviously like a next level sound for you. All right, let's check this one out together. This one's called Do Nothing by Yannicka Ten off Go Diva Records. Do nothing bitch.
1: Do nothing, bitch. I'm not a do nothing bitch. Do nothing bitch. I'm not a do nothing bitch. I'm not a do
0: nothing bitch. I'm not a. I'm not a. higher quality uh just the actual overall track right was this a direction you were trying to go in because you had some others that you were following up with in this deep deep tech range uh you would buy that great track and also you open up your sound at disco do you love and even some tribal with your track Oh God. Uh, I know I do my research but like <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you were really like trying a lot of different things
1: it is true i was actually trying so many different things because with me it's like i'm not so focused on one thing like oh i only like tech house and i just want to make tech house i don't know i have this issue of liking everything and i do want to try myself as well like so many different things like yeah uh (laughs) yeah i guess yeah making that disco track and all that i liked it though like it
0: was cool uh, they were all like in their own regard like really really cool tracks but it was like (laughs) I was like, "What's Zianika? What, what, what like, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this." Obviously, you're having fun.
1: I was trying. It's true. I was trying so many different things. Like, yeah. uh, and like I said before, like I've just put it out there. You know, like why yeah. I have to? Why it needs to be in my computer? Like, like uh, I, I don't actually like that. Oh, you need to be very specific. Like, you just need to stick to one genre and just stay there. I don't. I don't actually like that personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I do. Even when I actually DJ, I actually play a variety of. Uh, sounds it's not just all all the time tech house oh, I yeah. might start I might start like very mellow you know and that's that's my sets normally are like if I do a longer one not just one hour I mean like a longer one Yeah. I start very chill like you know something with deep house to electronic something yeah. and it just builds up you know to tech house and I might actually in the end play even some pop tracks or you know y- you name it you know like yeah. it goes crazy like that you know as long as it's like people are dancing. That's what I want to see, you know, like I want to, I want to see people having good time.
0: Yeah. And also Uh, when you try new types of production too, that inspires you as a DJ and also vice versa, right? Like when you do genre hop, one of the most famous genre hoppers who everyone probably thinks is a techno DJ is Solomon, right? That guy might play a blues track, like out of nowhere, he might play a rap track. They might go into techno. And I think DJs like that inspire producers. At least they inspire me as a producer, because I'm like, I don't have to be a one-box producer. In fact, maybe maybe I'll find inspiration by trying some tribal that will help me find a new route in the deep, minimal range, whatever it is, right?
1: Yeah. No, so yeah, that sound, uh, if I'm thinking back of these tracks you mentioned, uh, mm, on the Go Diva one, that label. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you remember that vocal was in it.
0: I do. I <laughs> have I heard it. I remember it.
1: So actually, that track started with that vocal. I had that uh, I heard that um, speech on YouTube, basically. Yes. And I was like, that was so me at that time, basically, you know, like I was probably struggling with some, you know, personal stuff in my life. And then I heard that and I was like, I need to put it in my track, you know, like yeah. and that's how it basically happened um but still it was still like uh obviously when it was released i think i made it like a year before that before it was released at mm-hmm. least a year before so uh no I, that was like getting back into music i would say for me like it, it started slowly back then again
0: it's, it's a really um, really good track like i like it a lot and one thing the listeners will have already heard right now is the track itself. I like to, when we start talking about it, go into the actual track so they can hear it. So I think they're oh. going to understand what you're saying too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> they know, yeah, they it, get it.
1: It is a different sound. It's totally it's a different sound a little bit what I'm probably doing now, I guess again.
0: Yeah. But seriously, Yannick, I mean, that's, that's part of your story. It's part of your journey as an artist and as a producer and not everyone's on the same path. And it led you to obviously become more inspired and start collaborating with people like Todd Terry. Right. Oof. I mean, you, you re- I feel like you really did burst back onto the scene because Todd Terry, who we were speaking about earlier, had someone who's come up on the podcast so many times. New yeah. York house legend in house no. records, one of the most reputable labels um, of all time. And you had a collab with him called Satisfy. And this is a great track. I know you guys are gonna love this one too. This one's called Satisfy by Yannicka Ten and Todd Terry by In-House Records. track can you tell me about your relationship with Todd? because i mean you're in london right now meeting to produce with him and yes. i mean it seems like you guys are good friends too
1: we are we're great friends yeah like i said he's very easy to get on with and uh but we met uh, at ade actually in amsterdam okay you know so i have to say like if you do want to follow up with uh, with people and you want to get in there it's definitely a place you need to be it's like ade you know, all these music conferences, like it's, yeah. it's definitely being connected to people, you know, socializing and all that. It's very important if, if you want to get somewhere basically. And obviously not expect that everybody's going to come to you. You need to do the work basically. So I think the way Absolutely. we started actually was out that me. I sent him a bunch of my tracks actually, like about 10 of my tracks. And he's like, yeah, I love all of them. I want to sign all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, actually, sorry, no, I didn't mean like to sign them. I was like, yeah, like what you think of the sound, and because some of them are already like released and all that. So yeah, and then uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, they're really great. And was like, but then there was this one track, the Satisfied track, um, which obviously it wasn't like completely like that in the beginning. Right. Uh, I was like, yeah, let's let's work on that track together, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, if you want to really put your spin to it as well, like you you can, and and he did. And that's, oh. that, that happened very really fast, actually. Yeah, I was like amazed because it happened like two weeks later after we met in in Amsterdam. Wait. Yeah, that's, very that's
0: quick. world record turnaround right there.
1: I, I mean, I'm surprised too. Yeah.
0: Jeez. And we've become right,
1: we friends uh, ever since, basically. So whenever I'm in London, you know, he's here, we'll meet up or discuss more music stuff, you know. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. And you brought up a great point there where it's like, really, nothing's going to come to you and really in life. And if it does, it's probably for the wrong reason. So that's one of the most special parts about this podcast for me is like connecting with people like you one on one. And I think sometimes the music industry can be very intimidating to someone that's trying to get into it. But it doesn't have to be, you just have to reach out to people that you're inspired by and you think share like minded beliefs. And there's no doubt that everybody who's had success has been in the same situation and same position. So mm-hmm. if you can align with people and develop friendships and relationships and, and lifelong friendships, a lot of these people that I've met, you know, some of these people I met on the internet, never met them in person, but they're coming to my wedding, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and they're in the music industry. Right. And it's like, I don't know, just, it makes it so much more fun. And wow. I think that's important for people to know
1: it is very cool it's very it's very cool that you mentioned that like i wish it would happen more in the world because we're going back into mauritius now like when i went there where i was there from december and uh, february is my birthday right Mm -hmm. and suddenly uh i was making a birthday party in in mauritius right (laughs) like it it wasn't like my first time being in mauritius it was about my fifth time so i did have a bunch of friends there already but half of the friends who came there were only the people who I met like in this like two months period basically wow. like it was insane like I had like what like 40 people came to my birthday like it was a month <laughs> and I was like it will it could never happen in Estonia like never wow like like you know like nobody invites a, a random person like who they met like two two months ago and maybe met only a few times you know yeah like,
0: yeah of course it's
1: not very common in Estonia but like in in America, in the UK, like everyone is so free and so cool. I just love that about people. I wish like more people will be like that, you know, like if you do feel the connection with the person, yeah. why not? Or what's holding you back, you know?
0: So true. So, you true. know,
1: you have people coming to your wedding. I mean, that's,
0: that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I know it's, it's awesome. And it's when is your
1: wedding? Congratulations, by the
0: way. Thank you. Yes. Got engaged uh, about two months ago. We're getting married next July, July wow. 16th, 2022 and uh yeah so when you were talking about having a day job and a partner and a passion yeah like I'm in deep on all of them Yannicka I'm I'm
1: I'm doing my best (laughs) okay.
0: I know so yeah she puts up with me even (laughs) me in this ridiculous hat and all of my Christmas decorations (laughs) 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 yeah but I appreciate that thank you yeah but it's it's like it's it's so fun for me and I think not to like stay on the topic of like a wedding but when I was thinking about who do I invite you know like I have friends that maybe probably, probably I've known for a longer time but what was important to me and Maya was people that are in our lives now and my life now is music 10 years yeah. ago it was but it wasn't so it's like I share stronger connections with people that I've met and known for a shorter period of time and mm-hmm. and that's something that I've only experienced in in music you know.
1: I can agree. Yeah, it's it, it's like same way for me. Like you, you do get away from uh, your older friends because like either they're not into music so much, mm-hmm. or they're all settled down with families and kids
0: and like. <laughs> yeah, and we're still out DJing at three a.m.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see them less and less, and then obviously the relationships uh, are you know like fading away a little bit. Yeah, it's not like you're not gonna be friends anymore, but just like you're not so on each other anymore and you do have these new friends like suddenly talking all the time and like having fun and everything and then right. that's what happens i guess yeah
0: that's life baby i know that's how i feel but yeah totally agree with you the music industry is it's wild but when you're in it together you know i feel like i'm on the same team as everyone and for a while i was like i was like how do you break through and it just it's just like any friendship or relationship you may you just gotta grow over time and that's it
1: Yeah, no, it's true.
0: Very true. Okay, so in house shout out Todd Terry, absolute legend. You're the man. Satisfied, great track. This next one, gotta give a shout out to my man Vanilla Ace. Your track Shrooms on Erase Records. (laughs) You guys are gonna love this track. It's so awesome. This one's called Shrooms by Yannicka Ten and Vanilla Ace via Erase Records. I was at a party, some guy gave me some shit. He's like, here, man, take this. Fucking mushrooms. I took it. I forgot all about it, you know. Then a couple days later, I found that shit in my pocket. I'm thinking, why not? Because I'm thinking it's like weed. I'll chew this shit up. So far, so good. Then I looked in the mirror. I started freaking out, man. I just couldn't take it anymore, anymore. First off, love Vanilla Ace. Um, I did an interview with him. I, I work uh, at Hood Politics as an AR, and we interviewed him when he had a release earlier this year. Such a cool guy. Like, he told me a story about him DJing um, Idris Elba's wedding. And I'm like, I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> like, that's one of the most famous actors in the world. He's like, He's like, yeah, mate, you know me, I just, he called me up and I went over there and I DJed his wedding. It was fucking crazy. I won't even lie to you. I'm like, God damn, that's so, it's just great producer. Good guy. His record label, Wildcard Records, which you've had a release on too. I just want to he, show him some mad love. He's such a great guy.
1: No, he does so much and he DJs a lot, right? He DJs so many places all the time. So hundred percent like out all the time.
0: How did, did you meet him in London? Did you make this track together in person?
1: we no not in the studio together like um uh, i was in estonia that time i'm sure he was here yeah but okay. we met when uh, he was not actually even called when Elias, he was just like sam you know
0: yeah
1: i <laughs> young here and then he was just playing all the clubs here you know and we met then like he was slowly producing then i guess slowly then that time but yeah suddenly like bang vanilla ace and these tracks here here i mean like they were very good i love them you know the early days uh, early days of vanilla Ace was amazing
0: yeah he and he's one of the most consistent producers too i feel like he's always putting out tracks does a great job running his label and it's just like i didn't know you had a collaboration with him and when i stumbled upon this i'm like oh a a track called shrooms yannicka and vanilla ace okay let's go and it's a clip it's an audio clip from a Dave Chappelle stand-up.
1: Oh, oh you see you notice it yes I, I I want because I love Dave so much like I've watched so much comedy all the time. I watch so much comedy all the time and then like when when I heard that line and like I was like I, I just need to put something in something <laughs> like, and I it came was up so funny.
0: I was laughing like while I was listening to it like I was literally watching stand-up comedy and <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna drop this track and see if people start laughing.
1: Oh, God. Well, I don't know if, if I have noticed that people
0: start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I
1: haven't noticed that, but uh, maybe they don't listen because everyone is so high all the time yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> they, don't Probably. they don't listen to the vocals. It's like, yeah, there's a drop. Let 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 me get in, you know.
0: Did you start that track then and send it to him? Yeah. It's a pretty dope track.
1: This is what I actually do the most time. I actually, my tracks are basically... 100% done normally and people really? add and people add their touch to it yeah hmm.
0: what what makes you want to collaborate with someone then if you have a track that you feel is 100% done just want to work with them or
1: yeah or either they have the name to get our track more out there sure. which is true because like when you're starting out and you don't have a name yeah that's how that's how you have to roll like you basically do have to do most of the work you know
0: yeah, you gotta prove yourself.
1: It, it's just uh that's how it is nowadays, you know.
0: Yeah, th- I mean there's really no other way to put it, they don't need you, you need them when it comes to growing, right?
1: Yeah, so like right now, obviously, when you go bigger, that's when people are gonna start to write to you, like, oh, like I wanna produce this track for you. Like, uh yeah. and I, I feel like I'm in already the same position like they are now. Like, okay, I mean, yeah. I don't really I don't really need to produce with you. Like, what's the reason? Like, why do I need to produce with you? Like, either yeah. I, I need to be inspired by you. Yeah, which I don't even know you because you're you're you starting out. So what, what what is it there? So what you have to do is basically you have to send them a track, which they like, oh, either they're going to love it or not. Right. And it's like, yeah, I, I can do with that. Basically, in me, that's how I think right now, because I have guys sending me stuff all the time. And I'm like, I have to say I have to say no most of the time because like, well, I'm not interested in that. Like,
0: yeah, <sighs> I know it's it's true. And it's just sort of an etiquette to it that I think is, is sort of been lost. I think because of social media, it's not like a personal thing. It's like business transactional the way some people try and go about it. Right. I mean, how many ridiculous spammy Instagram messages do we get about boosting your profile and getting mm. your track on this? And then and it's like, sure. That stuff is like important. to so like the eye, like, but this is so much more than meets the eye. And I, I know, for any young producers out there start a conversation first before you just like come out the gate swinging like i just i, I i've experienced that same thing too
1: yeah yeah you no know, so yeah that's what i am at because you do need to like a song uh so otherwise why are you going to produce it basically together yeah, like for sure i, I don't want to put out i'm not saying that my tracks are so great but like you you yeah. do need to feel, you do need to feel something about the track like th- there needs to be something there.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but no, like I said, I I keep saying to some of my, you know, they are my some of my they are my friends who keep sending me tracks, let's do something to together. Right? So it's like, no, maybe not this time, but keep sending basically. Just like the labels are, keep sending mm-hmm. is good, but keep sending. <laughs> keep sending for a few years. Yeah. That's what I get with some of the labels, you know, like keep sending, keep sending. Not not this time. <laughs>
0: It's so strange now doing a for Hood Politics when I've been on the other side. And are
1: you people... still doing a and for them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just started officially about uh, three months ago. So I'm, okay. I, think, I think I'm going to be officially announcing this week, actually, before this interview is out. So people will know now at this you point. Should, send
1: you a, should we uh, send you a track right now and you're going to a right now over here.
0: <laughs> I could. I could. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, we're gonna get around to your hood politics release. We'd love to have you back, no doubt about that.
1: I just actually, well, I don't know if it's finished because I've mastered it like about ten times because I'm never happy. It was, it was quite dark in the beginning, and yeah. I've got actually quite warm with it. It's it's very tech housey one again. Yeah, but I've gone very warm with it in the in the end. It started out very dark, and now it's like more warmer and warmer. Like okay. I don't know. I like that. Mm. I mean, obviously you can't listen to it because it's in private again.
0: No, oh, yeah, it's only you got that.
1: <laughs> I can send it to you later if you want. And yes, you, you I do, do want you to send it, sure. it.
0: Please, please, it's such a it's such a humbling experience too because uh-huh. Hood Politics, obviously not the world's biggest label, but like With it's so much energy. Yeah, there it's a it's a it's a whole thing. It's not just like hey, we're a label that you release your music on. It's like you release on Hood Politics. You've got 10 people that are for sure cheering and sharing. Like we love it. And the fan base is so dedicated. And your after hour EP did has done really, really well. Like selling, I think it's your number one most selling track on Beatport, After Hour the Track. All right, let's check out this banger together. This one's called After Hour from the After Hour EP by Yannick 10 via Hood Politics Records. For my birthday
1: probably yeah because i am happy with that one as well uh
0: personally good yeah i mean tell me the story behind that one did you like did you talk to dj susan did he want you to send him something or did you just how did you even do it regular demo submission
1: now that you're telling me that like i'm trying to even remember myself how i came about about
0: yeah how would you hear about hood politics i was so pumped i was like holy shit i've been following yanneke for years and she's releasing on hood poly
1: huh you know what I don't even remember right now but there might be actually somebody maybe recommended okay I have a feeling right now
0: I like because
1: that I do, I like I do that. read out a lot of labels sometimes as well myself but I'm sure somebody mentioned and recommended
0: like another and, producer or another label yeah
1: yeah another producer another producer recommended I, I'm sure it was like that unless unless I saw uh free downloads you know <laughs> mm-hmm. going through free downloads like okay this is banging this is banging like uh let me just send my tracks to as well it might have been that as well which i don't remember honestly actually it's like i have a very bad memory just to let you know <laughs> yeah it's is all the booze you know
0: yeah that's okay
1: all the booze and sleeping pills basically that's what it
0: i'm no angel over here your music yeah. is your memento right that's how you remember what you were doing at that time
1: no, actually, if I think about it, it might have been like actually me listening to some of their uh, tracks.
0: Yeah, the might discography have. is is very, very wide ranging, deep, party tech, uh, you know, really all the variations in between there. And the after hour EP, like after hour of the track, a little more heavy. And I'm trying to remember what the other, what was the name of the other track uh, on the EP? Yeah, exactly. I can't remember either. <laughs> we suck.
1: <laughs> I can't remember my own uh, own tracks. Um, but what, what's the story about the after hour because it was actually made like few years ago before it got released.
0: Wow, few years yeah. ago
1: because it has a, a, it was meant to be released on, on a brand new label with, which my friends uh, wanted to start with and that mm-hmm. was before Corona mm-hmm. right? And I think the Corona hit and then like everything was basically set up like, yeah, we're going to release this. We're going to do that. All, all the things like which radios it's going to go like here in the UK. And then bang, the Corona came and then suddenly like, yeah, no, we're not able to do anything anymore. Like we need oh, to focus man. on other, other, other things. And then like that time, obviously we, we were holding the track for so long already, you know, I was like so pissed off. Uh, I was honestly so pissed off <laughs> that, that that happened because, you know, we were holding it for so long yeah uh, but they did everything almost like i think they, they made social medias and all the stuff not about the track but like you know yeah starting a new label and oh my gosh it was all out there and then suddenly yeah it's not happening
0: well i was i was, I that was that gonna that.
1: i was gonna be the like the first uh, person basically releasing there
0: so they're not it's it's dissolved like they're not gonna yeah be... it
1: didn't happen it didn't happen so it's not uh there
0: well shit. we got mm. lucky then to have that that ep
1: no, well, I'm happy that it got signed to Hood. I I think it's it's totally that sound.
0: Oh, I yeah, think it for was, sure.
1: It was meant for that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how we're gonna get you out to the U.S. Okay. Well, I'm I'm he- I'm I'm doing Chicago hood politics events. We're gonna get you out here, and we're gonna get you to be the biggest star. I got you. <laughs> Please All do.
1: Right? I love America. I would love to come and visit.
0: And I don't make sure. empty promises, Yannicka. Not nah, guys. Guys that wear hats don't make empty promises. Okay, like really, this. really. <laughs> I follow through. I follow through. I'm okay. not gonna give you a timeline, but I will. I will tell you that I'm gonna make it happen.
1: Okay, okay, I'll take a note.
0: Well, you know, Chicago has a really diverse, like, uh, just demographic of people. Like all the different neighborhoods, we have so many, uh, Eastern European, Baltic, like British. Uh, there's a massive, uh, like Polish population here. And people love like if a certain artist comes out, totally. like Army Van Buren. I just opened for him recently at this venue, and you know, a lot of times when I play shows, the younger crowd, you know, like twenties to thirties. There was like forty and fifty year old people that like obviously were Eastern European, like going crazy, and I was like, wow. absolutely, it's it's like it's 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 ageless to people that are from Europe in my eyes. Like a lot of times, Americans. They're like, I don't party anymore. I don't even care if I don't like the music. I'm not going to go. And those people will go. They don't have to drink or party or take drugs. They just love the music. And like, that's so inspiring for me because I feel like I always try and cater towards a group that is here to party and that isn't here for the music.
1: Oh yeah, I guess I, I do the kind of same thing.
0: You know, it's it's like, it's, it is what it is. I don't really even know how else to describe it, but it's always so much fun when you finally get a crowd that's like, play whatever you want to play. That doesn't happen that
1: often. No, I definitely want to come out there. Like I was just thinking about a few weeks ago, like I want to go to America, you know, like maybe I should just, just like in Mauritius, I was in Mauritius five months. Maybe I should just do that with America. Just go and stay there because I am now with my new day job, I'm basically able to travel all the time. I just need the computer and just work. So I don't actually have to be in the office anymore. All right. Which is is quite a big thing. And it, it only started like what in September?
0: Okay, good for you. So, Congrats on that.
1: Yeah, so that's why I'm able to be here as well, because it's Sunday right now when we're talking yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow is a working day, so I'm gonna have to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I can work from here. So yeah. which is very positive. Like um I'm actually very grateful uh, for that.
0: Good. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Good for but, you. But uh,
1: hopefully, hopefully when this corona will ease down or something, I'm really hoping to get like actually full time with music and all that. Mm-hmm. Not just DJing, but actually, you know, like start producing more and more, you know, like because I have so many ideas I wanna like lay down and so many people I do maybe wanna work with as well, you know, like, yeah, just too many ideas basically.
0: Yeah, you got a lot on your plate right now, but don't worry, we'll get you out here. I'm confident. <laughs> Thank and
1: we'll you. we'll get a
0: crowd where you get to play what you wanna play, deal?
1: How, how do you know what I wanna play though?
0: I don't know what you want to play I'm gonna I'm gonna say you do whatever you want to do girl let these people dance that's all I ask
1: I do I don't know if you listen to some of my stuff but I actually personally love like uh I do like the underground tech house but with the touch of tribal and all that sort of yes
0: stuff. well afro house is really really big here um just in general so absolutely love that
1: mm. so that will be great that's totally me
0: Okay, perfect. I have two few tracks
1: it. which are not out as well, which yeah. are tribally kind of style. And I still haven't figured it out, like who I should send them again.
0: They send should... them to me and I'll make some recommendations for you.
1: <laughs> oh, I can do that.
0: That's how, you, that's how we can get you some shows out here. I'll, I'll put you in touch with some of these U.S. labels that throw parties. That's a great, yeah. I think that's one of the cool things about labels in general is people will come to the party just for the label doesn't even like a lot of times like repopulate mars i'm sure you've heard of obviously
1: yeah, um,
0: yeah. a lot of times they don't even announce their lineups but they sell out just because people know it's a repopulate mars right. yeah, yeah yeah similar thing with hood politics right like we don't have to say much about the lineup because the label is the energy it is it is the brand it's not the people it's the label and the label will always be bigger than the artist themselves So I love when labels have this dedicated fan base of people that love what they release and they know they're going to come just to have a good time and get that music. So it's always a special thing. I think a lot of labels in the U S do a good job of that.
1: And I I, uh, I can agree with that actually because I notice in Estonia as well like it's not very often it's all almost not about the artists who are coming to place all about the branding and and all that like yeah do you, you have the name as a brand to bring people in like you don't even need to line up, basically because half of the time people don't come for the lineup at all
0: people just want the experience
1: which is uh, which is strange right because like you would be thinking like back in the day like you would be going you would be going to see the artist basically like i want to see that artist that's why i'm going there but now i, I feel like it's more about uh, the brand what, what shows are putting on Absolutely. and of course of course the dj's and, and the artists will add to it like who is on the lineup it, it does matter a little bit but yeah yeah i feel like it's the other way around a lot
0: yeah it's true it it's definitely like situational and and how well that goes but when it does like secret lineups people are really enticed by the unknown Mm. Right. And once they're there, they're not going to leave. So that's why, like, there's this uh have you heard of space yacht before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They just they're they were originally like kind of just like a a party company, just to call them that. You know, they threw secret parties in Los Angeles. They've grown into a label now, but they would do secret lineups. They literally would put question marks and they would start selling out because the people know if they go, they're gonna have a great time. So they'd put, up-and-coming artists on there that may not even have a thousand followers but are really really talented producers and that's how they could get a chance to start playing in front of crowds and then when you get that real in-person experience with the actual crowd those people become the fans and like wow i i would maybe wouldn't have come if i saw a name i didn't know
1: it's true yeah
0: right so i think that's a cool thing about just like giving younger artists an opportunity because it's when you're a producer and not like a these open format DJs, right? Like I I did that for a while where you're playing the hits and you're playing to people that aren't there for the DJ. And you're like, how do I get a gig where I play my music? That can sometimes take way longer than you want it to.
1: That is hard. That is hard. Especially nowadays, nowadays where we have so many DJs, like everyone is a DJ now, right? Everyone's a DJ. Everyone is a DJ. It's like, it's, it's actually insane how many, like I have like and i also noticed like who are becoming djs is like let's say you have like people coming to your party all the time and the ones who are the biggest fans like oh i love this i love that they're going crazy on dancing and these are the ones who are actually becoming the djs i've noticed that a lot
0: they love it so much they want to do it on their own
1: yeah and it's it's uh, so uh, it's so easy nowadays right
0: so easy to learn and download i mean I think it's, it's great because it definitely is expanding the industry, but I think the funny thing about house music right now, at least in, at least in the U S from my experience is the biggest fans are the DJs and the producers. I'm like, is there, are there people here that like are just regular fans and like aren't also a DJ, but it's great. Cause like you really share that with them. Like that's what I meant like by people that are in the music industry. Now that are in my life. Like we you you just hit me. it off right away. And they're like, oh, you're a big DJ. Cool. Like I have 50 questions I'd like to ask you. And I'm like, fire them off. I'd like to hear. And it's just getting, you get these really, really special conversations and relationships through it, but very saturated out there right now.
1: Well, you see all the way in the U S and all the way in Estonia, same way. So must be everywhere like that. the same way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy to become a DJ too. And (laughs) that's true. I mean, I don't think we have to sugarcoat it. Like, the actual fundamentals of DJing, anyone can learn. But what really makes you a standout DJ is your track selection. And also, do you make your own music? And are people coming to listen to, to you for that? But that can take a long time. A long time.
1: Yeah, so that's why I guess I, I, that's me personally, why I started producing when I did, because I, I noticed even then back then i even noticed like okay you want to be a dj but what what are you going to give it to the people why they need to choose you because there's so many out there you know Mm -hmm. already and then i was like but i do love music and and i have all these people around me who can teach me everything like why not try you know like do your own thing you know and it's just like i can't believe it i i mean i still can't believe it i'm doing music to be honest because it, really? it was never <laughs> in my wild dreams that, yeah, like me becoming like a producer. I mean, I remember when I was 14, no, sorry, like 12. When I was 12, I was thinking about it. Like, yeah, one day I want to I wanna do something similar, what they do on MTV, all these videos and all that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I was not even thinking so much about the music. I was like, yeah, I want to do something like that. But that was the only thing I was thinking that time.
0: Yeah. Here and you just, are now, still doing it
1: which is strange yeah
0: i know i i like when i was telling you about the, the story of sherman the booth like for me to be doing this for five years 189 episodes like it's just like has it even happened i'm just like here now and it's just like wow i'm still doing this aren't i i guess so
1: the time flies as well isn't it it's just like like i mean we've been talking about it soon like soon two hours already and isn't it it's like the time flies where does it go I feel like the clock clock is just going. uh, (laughs) The older we get, like, the fastest it goes. It's like, what is that?
0: I know. It's so crazy. And that's the thing, too. Like, when you get older, your priorities change because you just have more things going on. And that's why it's, like, it's so hard to find that balance, especially with, like, music. It's not easy to make money in the music industry. Like, real money. Like, this is my career. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard the saying, people... Say they traded in their nine to five for a 24 seven. And it's, it's it's really true.
1: That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling as well. So you either like, sometimes I feel like if you do want to make it in music and everything, you do need to focus everything on that. Like you can't really have even a, a side job. You can have it to a certain time, but eventually you're going to have to make this decision. Like, Yep. Are you going to take the risk? Are you going to take the risk and fully go on music? Because you know that it, it might not work out, you know, like you might might not get paid, you know, and especially with the COVID times, you know, like, yeah, it's even, even harder.
0: Yeah, and if you want to make it as a DJ, a world touring DJ, that's a very cumbersome job. Travel by yourself all over, late nights, still being asked to be creative when you can, being away Lovely. from friends and family it's lonely actually (laughs) yeah you know it's lonely
1: it's very lonely and like people don't understand that they see the social media and all that and they think like oh my god this is like amazing life you know like fucking fun all the time whatever but actually actually it's the loneliest life ever like the loneliest job ever how crazy is that
0: right it it can be so what i mean i even said it like in the nicest way like yeah sometimes you're your only fan like that's so sad to say it's so true it is true Yeah. yeah And there are so many, I think we've really seen the, the true the true colors of the music industry, especially as a DJ, you know, just the, again, the, to use the big, biggest example people could relate to is Avicii, right? Like to the outside eye, people would think that he's the happiest guy on earth. He's got the best job ever. So much fans. He makes great music. He's truly unhappy. So much so that he committed suicide. And, and that's a frightening thing. And that's why it's like, that's I don't right. know, I just always try and find the little joys in everything in life especially in music like you know there are days where i'm like oh i gotta i gotta do the questions for the interview i gotta record the audio and i'm like remember you love what you're doing and it's like it sucks to have to remind yourself when like what you're doing in for in the first place is to have fun and i don't know it's, it's it's something that you learn the hard way i think as a creative so i don't know i just i that perspective is it's blurry sometimes
1: yeah no but like uh... As long as we keep doing what we're doing and we love, like uh, I mean, yeah. like, obviously we all have. I, I think, like even uh, people like we having to nine to five, like you you get those kind of moments there as well when you might get depressed and all that, like mental yeah. issue. But but that mental mind and all that, that is that is something to to think about and and you need to have a balance in that because the older you get, the more you feel it. I feel.
0: Yes. Absolutely, because it feels like you have less time to do the things that you wanted to do, probably.
1: Yeah, because I, I noticed so many of my um, DJ friends, like producers, are struggling right now, actually, at this minute. Like,
0: yeah.
1: like, I mean, I'm getting like people are trying to kill themselves and all that. Like, it's just,
0: it's, it's hard.
1: Like, it, it's, it's very hard. So, yeah. And some and you don't know half of the time what to say even to, to people like, oh, I'm going to I'm thinking every day to kill myself. So what, what are you going to say to that person? You know, I don't actually have the answers to that.
0: And they're in music. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it really is the harsh reality. And it's <clears throat> it's still not as talked about as it should be um, mental health in general, particularly in the music industry. I mean, it's very sh- stressful. And like we've mentioned a few times, you compare to people that are doing well. And then the people that are doing well, you hear about the fact that they're not doing well. So you're like, is that what I'm aiming for to like make it and then not enjoy it? So I know that's, and again, I think that's why it's so important that on your way up and regardless of what level you're at, you're communicating with the people who are going through it in a similar way and it strengthens the bron- The bonds. But yeah, if there's anybody out there that feels like it's not going well, things aren't going well, you've got to reach out. So at least they're reaching out to you Annika
1: yeah i mean i i guess i'm the kind of person who maybe even reaches them more often than they do to me because yeah. i want to i want to make sure that they're okay right yeah so,
0: absolutely
1: so that's one of my main things is like i do talk to a lot of my friends who are having issues so i'll be mm-hmm. just on the case all the time like you know are you okay now and you know like what can you do you know like
0: yeah
1: yeah I i, tr- I do try and help people as much as i can you know but and but also you need to not forget about yourself, basically, which I do yeah. most of the time. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, seriously. Thanks for, thanks for being open and honest about, about mental health too. I I appreciate that. It's something that I'm very passionate about as well um, yeah. because I don't know, you want to, you, you want to make sure you're happy and however you got to do that is important. And I'm someone who, who likes to help others too and definitely forgotten about myself many times and mm-hmm. it's, gotta have a strong support system that's all I can say
1: yeah no that's what I mean and that's what I'm saying like but half of the time if I'm talking about me personally I, I wouldn't actually even reach out people you would be just on your own like in your with your own thoughts I yeah. wouldn't actually I wouldn't actually tell anyone like oh I'm having these issues with in my mind or whatever but me personally I wouldn't even talk about it
0: yeah no I'm, but I'm,
1: I'm good at helping everyone else and I'm good at listening <laughs> so if you have any issues like I'm happy to listen but me talking about myself I wouldn't be yeah comfortable doing that let's just say that
0: yeah i understand i understand it's tough it's tough to open up about that stuff yeah i know okay But let's
1: get into music let's get into some tracks
0: that's <laughs> we just got real that was that was great that was a great little yeah. side sidebar there
1: Again. i know i was not meant to go there to be honest <laughs> but it yeah, went I there. Like I said, more older you get more and more and more you start thinking about it
0: yeah. And, and listen, this is, this is another reason why I love the podcast. Like I haven't even asked you that many written questions, by the way, this has been I'm like sorry. a conversation like the whole time. No, that's what, that's what I love. I just want to talk. Like we'll get to the, we'll get to the important stuff. Like we always do, but yeah, that's when, that's when it's, it's fun. And again, fulfilling for me. So I appreciate you open up about that stuff, but Thank you. let's get to the music. And one of your biggest releases on one of the most reputable labels of all time, again, and I've said it You've had some sick label releases. Flamingo, such a legendary label. I mean, for people mm-hmm. that don't know it, it was run by Funkerman and Fed LeGrand, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Fed LeGrand. I know Funkerman. The guy's a legend.
1: But they yeah. got tracks like uh,
0: Mayday and Tongue. For those that uh, may not know who those DJs are, I mean, Tongue, Dennis Koye was one of the most legendary EDM tracks of all time. And uh, your track, reached the Trot. Let's check out one of Yannicka's biggest label releases. This one's called Reach the Tribe by Yannicka 10 via Flamingo Records. showcase your range here and that's why i thought it was great to bring up now because we've talked about how you did some house you did some tribal some afro we just mentioned and it's got a little bit of everything how did this track like actually end up getting released on flamingo because it's a little outside their range but it's definitely the right fit
1: you think it's outside their range well
0: not really like i guess like when i mentioned those songs Tongue and maybe yeah, like
1: the, the previous ones, but like if I'm thinking about the time when I was releasing uh, Reach the Tribe there and like now, I don't know, I felt like it was they had quite a lot of tribal stuff actually going on. Because when I when I did search their music and all that, that's what I did find, like I, I felt like it could be part of it,
0: yeah. No, I I meant that in a complimentary way, honestly, like because
1: yeah, yeah, so they, not... they are a
0: great like label that doesn't follow any boundaries necessarily like they've released a lot of different types of music mm. and i think you kind of helped define a little bit of a sound for them too like this track is sick the production quality very very high too and it's it was a solo release for you so like it's just very legit
1: was it solo though let me think because i'm sure actually it came out as an
0: i think it's just you
1: yeah because it was a thing that it it came out I'm sure it came out like more like an album but then they said oh but we will put it out as a single as well.
0: Oh it came out on like a compilation. Yeah. Yeah like, I saw it as a single and I was like
1: Yeah and then they said like but we will put it out as like a single as well. Oh nice. And then like like oh I'm i was like then like what kind of cover do you want and then like we put the sing uh, the so not the singer I mean the the dancer we put her on yeah. the cover really. So it, it just came out very randomly because uh, I made a video of it as well, right?
0: Yes, I saw it.
1: I made a video in MTV, London. MTV,
0: baby, look at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was not in it, so. <laughs> 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 I was not in it. We'll take I it was,
0: though.
1: I was in Estonia while it was made. Yeah.
0: So did you, how have you get met Fadi before? Have you met them at ADE? Like, did you go to, didn't you go to a flamingo party before, no? No,
1: no, nothing. Uh, nothing nothing like that online everything online
0: there we go another great example though networking online
1: yeah it's it's mainly everything online but that means I've obviously been chatty as well that means that right secretly yeah. chatty
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you must be proud of this track though because it really is though
1: i was no that was one of the the tracks that time yeah i was i was happy with that that sound and uh, and the vibe because i do like the groovy stuff you know like sure. uh, and like i like i mentioned before all that kind of tribal kind of thing I, I love it i don't know why it does give me a kick it's uh, awesome so yes thank you but i'm happy that design like i was i was i only sent it to them yeah that was like one of the perfect examples you sending a track to a label you think it's going to sign because i was like yeah i'm going to send it to this label and i think they're going to take it
0: yes and they took it baby
1: yeah, because like I said, you need to be confident in things because like if you're not confident, like, oh yeah, let me just try that label or that label. Like I, I feel like it never really works like that. But if you're so sure about it, like, yeah, this is the label what's gonna have that. This is completely that sound. Like it has always worked for me in that ways.
0: That's all, I was just gonna ask you then like when you finish a track or even maybe when you're producing, do you produce with a label in mind or do you just go with your no. gut? what you're feeling and then decide on a label.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I always decide afterwards. Not not in the beginning. I never make any tracks for a label. So I yeah. personally make it for myself and then eventually like okay, which uh label is this going to be more like it. Yeah. But but it's it's difficult with labels. Like even if you are you know like you know that oh they're going to take it. Yeah. It's it's difficult because they get so many uh tracks. But I, I've been, like, lucky. Most of them actually give me feedback all the time in, in a sense, like, okay, yeah, sorry, we're not going to take it this time, but it's good. Like, maybe you can try that label or whatever. What? Mm-hmm. Lots of people don't even get that. Yeah. Right? So I have a this great example. Like, I am trying to get released on Glasgow Underground, basically. Nice. So, but they always give me feedback. Yeah, Janneke, it's fucking good. It's so good. But, like, it's not... <laughs> It's not our sound. So keep trying, you know, keep sending, you know, like giving me feedback and sending me, like, you should send it there and stuff. And which, which I actually appreciate because, like I said, it's not like you get that from labels anyway, in my very mind. Very
0: rarely, very rarely do they respond. And if they do, certainly not with specific feedback or, yeah. you know, things that are actually, like you just mentioned. That's awesome, though. Glad, glad it'll happen for sure.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm so hooked with Glasgow Underground. I have oh, no clue. Oh, a great label. Because they do put some, it's not like they have like a specific sound, either. They put a lot of different things out.
0: Definitely. Disco, funk, house, tech house. I've heard some heavier stuff from them, too.
1: Well, actually, I did make a, a track specifically for them. Okay. But eventually, eventually, they still said no. So oh. I put it out as a free download. Which one? uh the free
0: track what was it called
1: it's free i I named it free
0: did you oh (laughs) that was the one that was made for glasgow that's why didn't they take that
1: don't you think it sounds like them though
0: yes absolutely for sure i'm pretty sure i downloaded it actually hold on
1: it's on my soundcloud yeah the free track
0: Yes. Hold on. Here it is.
1: Good to alternate. Free.
0: Yes. That was perfect for them. Mm. Yeah. So I was surprised. Mm. I have that one. Yeah. I think I actually have all your tracks. Let's see how many Yannick 10 tracks I have. Are you ready for this? No. (laughs) Just to show you that I really am a fan. All right.
1: So you're my first Chicago fan, huh?
0: I think so. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine of your tracks. Wow, <laughs> is that creepy? Am I like a creepy fan right now?
1: <laughs> I don't even know how many tracks I have to be honest. Actually, out.
0: I think you have like twenty-five.
1: Is it that? No, I don't you have. Couldn't, couldn't if i I don't have enough tracks out. Like, I'll, it's, I'm, I'm holding back, and I don't know why. And and I've said to few people like I want to make twenty. Like next year, basically, I want to make it more as my music year. When you DJ,
0: are you playing unreleased music a lot? My own stuff? Yeah.
1: I hardly play any of my own stuff. Really? I am so critical about my own stuff that I I don't never play my own stuff.
0: I honestly, I- Only
1: when I've been asked, like let's say I'm DJing and people do come and then they have it on their phones, you know, like written on their phones, (laughs) like played that, and then thats when I was like, okay, let me put it on then. Yeah. But actually, my most requested song, uh, when when I DJ out, is the the remix of uh, the This Is America. Really, that is the most requested one.
0: It is pretty. It's very versatile. Like, it does really well. Like, at a place that, if it was just an instrumental, yeah, maybe people would say, I'm not sure about this track. But I think it turned out really well.
1: I'm happy. I'm happy with that one as well. Like I said, it's not very often I'm happy with my any of my own production, to be honest. I'm like I said, very critical, but that is uh, one of the sounds I did like it it worked out well.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. Well, I I you know what? If you're not gonna play your music, then I will, Yannica. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: What it, I want to know, what is like I, I, I saw your obviously your set on YouTube that we talked about in the studio. You've had some huge shows over the year. You played at Fabric ministry of sound you've played at space Ibiza and blue marlin i mean yeah that was all
1: like in one year when i when i released on cr2
0: really so like yeah. 2010 2011
1: yeah that was all basically then
0: holy shit was that like was- a lot all at once because you just like kind of got into it
1: it was so much too much at once like i don't think i realized what was going on anyway but it was <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like i was like yeah this is yannick 10 coming playing here it was like I was helped out by friends basically. That's like, yeah, we're gonna put you here, or you're gonna come play after my set basically, and that, thats how it kind of like happened then.
0: Pretty cool though. I mean, those are some uh, of the most well-known venues in the world.
1: And I actually even uh, none of my tracks, because that was my first track came out, but I even modeled for uh, for one of the space albums as well. You know, like
0: nice.
1: In, in Ibiza. So like I, that, that year, like that time was so crazy for me. Yeah? Like just, there was so much happening. And but but like I said, and unfortunately, suddenly my personal life took over and like I went like able for for quite some time, which is which is a big minus, I guess, because it was booming at that time. You know, I was just doing so much at that time. And then I went away for some time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that's a lot all at once, though. Seriously. Yeah. No,
1: but uh, I'm glad I had that experience at that time. And DJing is not everything I would say. I would rather great music, you know, like, okay, it's not not about where you have played, like, oh, I played in there because if nobody remembers anything about it, so what's then about it, you know?
0: It's a really good point. Yeah.
1: I would rather make music because that is there to stay and you can listen to it back and back. But you yeah. let's say back in the that, that, that time playing in the club, like hardly anyone were even filming at those kind of days, you know. Yeah, like true. It was not like in you know, a social media like that even. And yeah, it was just different.
0: I saw this quote recently that reminded me of what you said, and it's life's not about living forever, it's about making something that lasts forever. Mm. And uh I think with music versus DJing, DJing is like it's the outlet obviously and probably the best way for people to experience your music that you want to produce but and that's
1: more like living in the moment you know like enjoying the time exactly. while you play, giving the people joy at that time but what about the further what about like mm-hmm. yeah How yeah it's giving understand? them the memories it's for sure it's giving the memories and everything oh i had so yeah. such a great night you know uh, like i do get people saying to me like oh yeah 10 years ago you played there like i still remember it like that's you cool. know like yeah. yeah like two people do that as well but still like there's no evidence to see or hear if yeah. you can talk about it which is which is also good Yeah but like i said personally making music is definitely the way forward
0: I love that yeah and and that's what'll last longer too cuz like we've mentioned you can't can't dj forever and uh, our hangovers are terrible so
1: I... <laughs> or keep drinking
0: or keep drinking
1: or you won't have any hangover
0: that's right that's good advice
1: (laughs) but i mean you need to look at out the liver and pancreas and all that because no
0: yes you do we we could maybe have another podcast talking about liver health next (laughs)
1: oh Oh, god
0: we're not good examples of that we're we're the after yeah there's the before group we're the after i'm right there with you yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it's very bad yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Janneke what can you tell us about what's coming up for you do you have any music planned for 2022 right now
1: definitely I want to have like I said I have so much music I have about 20 tracks right
0: ready to yeah. go that's amazing
1: basically yeah but they're all so different as you <laughs> everything is like something from here something from there yeah and I'm not even thinking about like okay why do I need to go through the labels and all that like I'm thinking just not even maybe my own label like just put just for my own stuff, not about like getting any other artist on the label, but yeah. releasing a track myself on my own label once a month. I'm actually even thinking about something like that. Because why do I need to wait for a label for six months or whatever? What, like you said, oh. you know, I, I hate that. So, so this is something what I'm thinking about and which is, which is in the books, I think, uh, yeah. which I might do yeah but otherwise th- there's plenty of tracks to come out and i, I do want to get them out because otherwise th- it's just getting old
0: <laughs> yeah for sure get them out send them to me i'll play them i'll play <laughs> a Yaga 10 cover set here in chicago for you i was
1: gonna say like the tracks i'm gonna send you can play a an hour set isn't it just from off my tracks and they're gonna that's be so they're gonna be so different it's like yeah they, they, this is not made of one person <laughs> like <there's no> way. <laughs> There's no send way it to
0: me. Send it to me. I got some big shows coming up. I need some music that nobody else has. I love. <laughs> I like dropping yeah. music that people are like trying to Shazam it or they're like asking me what it is. And I'm like, can't have it.
1: Can't have it. Mm. No, so, okay. I'll, I'll, have I'll send you. I'll definitely send you some stuff.
0: Please do. Please do. Um, I just want to tell you again, I think you're awesome and I know you don't take compliments well again, but I'm going to, de- I'm delivering it. Okay. This has been so much fun talking to you. And I'm Thank glad we you. finally got to connect too. I mean, for the for everybody that didn't know, Yannick and I have been trying to make this happen for a few few months now. Actually, maybe like closer to six months. So
1: yeah, um, more like that. More like that. It's because yeah. it started it started in March, I think. <laughs> it yeah.
0: yeah. You yeah. we're here. We're here now. You've got great Wi-Fi, and you know what? <laughs> I'm glad it happened now because I brought the Christmas tree out for this because you said we need to decorate. And you know what? I think it really brought everything together in this interview.
1: There you go. I'm, I'm happy. And honestly, I'm really I'm really glad that you invite me and we finally got to do it because uh, and I'm also getting to know all the American side and you guys. And and like I said, maybe one day I can be in America. And
0: Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to give okay. you the no most Chicago experience ever. OK, you can't say no to anything. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm a really good tour guide, too. I'm a fun guy.
1: <laughs> oh, I believe that. Believe that. Whoever wears a hat like that, definitely, 100%.
0: (laughs) This hat says a lot of things about me, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Honestly, thank you again. Honestly, thank you again. I really appreciate you having me.
0: No problem. This has been so much fun. Big fan, legitimately. And you have more fans here in Chicago, too. I'm going to keep dropping new tracks and uh, we'll connect again very soon.